Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Alex. And I'm Britton. I mean, I'm Tyler. And this week we are talking about Logan. Yeah. That opening wasn't confusing at all. Who are you? <laughs> I'm... I'm Alex. Nice to meet you, Alex. <laughs> okay, so Britton's, Britton's not here this time. Yes. Um, eventually, him, we're, him, we're, him and Tyler they, they tag teamed on this one. Eventually, you know? we're all going to get back on the podcast, but not before we have the Tyler and Britton team up next week. So that's not <laughs> actually a thing. Probably it might happen. We you never know. But yeah, we're we're, we're schedules we're we're slowly figuring out. I think it's just the middle of the summer and we've got all sorts of stuff going on, and so I think we're we're pulling it back together. So we'll we'll get back on back on track eventually. We shouldn't have any more week-long skips i i hope yeah especially with the next series we're doing i i don't i don't really want oh, yeah. there to be any skips. Have, we, have we revealed that have we talked about that i, I we've, we've probably brought it up once or twice we, we can talk about it at the end but um okay britain has sent us a blurb a la mm-hmm. jupiter ascending for what he thought of logan uh it's very long-winded and it'll take a while to get through there'll probably be a few screw-ups on my part but uh we'll get to that later yeah all right so logan Directed by James Mangold from 2017. It has a 93% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 91% audience score. Both of which are too low. Tyler, best thing, worst thing. Hmm. Okay. So so my best thing, um, I think would have to be X-23 and the character, her character in general in this movie. Um, I, I always thought she was really fascinating in the comics. Really interesting idea, even though it sounds very gimmicky. Um, and I feel like in the movie they just do a lot of <clears throat> excellent things with her. There, some very interesting stuff with, you know, just for one the fact that it, she is so young. I, I like that a lot that they they skew it that far so that it's very they really play up the whole innocence versus being a deadly blood machine. Um, and then also, <clears throat> like I, I love that she's she's mute for a lot of the time. And then, like she, she starts routing in Spanish. All that, all that stuff is very interesting, very fun takes on the character. And I think ultimately, they just do a great job of building the relationship between between her and Logan. It's it's very well done. Um, my worst thing, and I, the, we actually tried this this podcast a second ago, and then uh, Alex's Wi-Fi over there cut out. I'm sorry. Tyler Britons, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> uh, we can't carry this the whole episode. It ain't gonna happen. Challenge accepted. <laughs> it it cut out and 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 he was giving me judgmental eyes for saying what I'm about to say, but I'm gonna say it again. You can't keep me down. Maybe you weren't giving me judgmental eyes. Maybe I was just <laughs> reading it. I was gonna. You say, always think I'm judging you. I mean, are you not? No. Oh, okay. If you if you say so. Um, Maybe about certain things, but not about all things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, most things, most things. Uh, yeah, um, we'll, we'll go like like a good like fifty five forty five split here. How about that? Okay, which which direction? <laughs> exactly. Go. <laughs> um, I feel like this movie is a can be a little bit slow at times. Um, especially oh yeah, I'm judging mid- you for this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Especially in the beginning. The beginning is where it hits me most. Um, it's not even... Like, thinking back on the movie, I keep thinking, and I'm like, well, no, because this part leads into this part, leads into this part. And, like, it, this is not a major flaw with the movie that I'm trying to point out at all. 
it's just I I feel like trying to watch it again. I don't know. It it feels a little bit plotting to me. Um, I'm I don't know. It's kind of the same way I felt after watching Jurassic Park again. I know I said that um, surprisingly did not receive any hate mail for it, but I said kind of a similar thing where I do feel like the tension doesn't quite build all the way through the movie. Um, I think I think once this movie hits about the halfway point, it pretty much takes off and, and it it doesn't really. You're you're just kind of it's kind of breakneck um, towards the end. I don't know, J just some in the beginning, and I know it's kind of like establishing, and it very much helps with the tone and and the feeling. It's not even really like a, a slight on the movie because it was a it seems like it was a conscious choice on their part. It's just that it does make it where where you kind of have to sit through some parts to to really get into the the meat of it, I guess. Yeah, I I, th I think it's pretty much just deliberately paced that way. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. You might you might be right if I watch it a couple more times, just like on a rewatch, be like, okay, mm -hmm. I, I I know I know what what the, what the state of the world is. Let's 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 get yeah. the story going. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. See, see that the problem is this movie's so good that the worst things that we can come up with are just nitpicks. Yeah, yeah. Which is what always happens. Yeah. Um, my best thing is ju is just a single moment. I'm a sucker for a good ending. Like, if you can leave me, like, the final note you leave me on, if that is very, very powerful, like, you've got me, for the most part. Um, you know, I've, I've gushed enough of, um, about Dark Knight Rises and how the last ten minutes of that are, like, perfect for me. Um, but just the end of this, you know, spoilers, of course, uh, you know, Logan's dead, and they bury him, and they've got the cross, and everybody starts walking away, and then Laura just picks it up, and she turns it on its side, so it's an X whoever came up with that idea that guy deserved like a raise or, or like a cut of the movie's gross I mean, or something i would guess it was james mangold or hugh jackman so yeah you're, you're probably sure, right i'm sure they're doing just fine yeah yeah but but like um, that that is just so like and i could see in the hands of a different director like that could be very cheesy and just stupid but, but it, it's just it helps there's just so much gravitas to this movie. It's just, and it's it's just so simple. Yes, yeah, exactly. There are so many different ways you could do that to make it cheesy, cheesy and corny, and kind of like, okay, yeah, sure. Like it, the first thing I thought of was like, if if it's like, oh, it's his graves, like it's at his gravestone, and there's a cross for some reason, and then it like falls. Like the fact that it's it's the cross is there in the first place because they don't have the materials to make like an actual headstone or grave mark or whatever right <coughs> yeah um and and yeah it's it's it just gets chills like it's it's great it's yeah and and, and just me personally i know like we we've really talked about this with the x-men movies but i am a huge fan of this particular series of movies so just to have him not only get like a good death but then just to have that as the final image we're left with, and and we'll talk about this a little bit later, I want this series to be re rebooted now. I want it to stop here. I do not need a sequel. I, I didn't need a sequel to X-Men Days of Future Past, but I don't want any more. We can have more Deadpool yeah. stuff. We can have X-Factor and whatever, X-Force. I don't want anything more involving the characters from the, the original X-Men movies. Yeah. I... I have to disagree just because, like, my, my comics 
the my inner comics nerd is like, no, but we need the the the, the actual like interpretations of the game. No, no, I, I'm saying reboot it and then merge that rebooted stuff with Deadpool and all of that. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah. that's that, I was about to say that would be the angle I would recommend to Fox because I know Fox is yeah. listening to this right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, and I hate to say it, but I because because the the actress who does. I mean, are they already making an X-23 movie? Have they talked about that? I know they've brought it up a lot. Who okay. knows? The timeline sure The timeline doesn't make any sense because it's like 2029, and well, so everything would be in the future. That's what I was about to say, is I, I want them to just kind of grab Deadpool, make a funny joke about how the continuity doesn't make any sense, and then just use all these new characters they've got, or this new cast they've got, like some of the new people from uh, Apocalypse and... Uh, x23 and just kind of shove them all together and i was gonna say i would almost as long as they got someone who like is good i'd almost be more or less okay with them recasting x23 even because i don't know that that was just such a, a a specific dynamic for this movie for them to have her be that age and that actress and everything right um not that i'd have any real problem with them her coming back either but yeah, I, I I wish they would just kind of, you know, clean slate it and, and get away and just sort of, like, find a way to, to actually plan ahead and yeah. figure out what they're going to do with this thing. Planning ahead? Pff, who needs it? We'll wing it. We'll wing even, it. Even Sony plans ahead. They don't do it very well, but they try. They actually, like, attempt to say, we're going to make this movie hit this time. Oh man, um, and then uh, I, my worst thing once again nitpicks. Um, I I have somewhat of a problem with the the cell phone exposition dump that we get, where where Logan finds Gabriella's phone. Which why weren't like the soldiers killed her? Obviously, why didn't they like go searching through the the um you know the apartment or whatever, um. But it looks like it's slightly destroyed, but then, like, Logan just looks behind the desk and he finds it. That that, yeah. that just felt like, well, we need Logan and Professor Xavier to see all this information, blah, 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 blah. Um, but also it just raises questions of, well, how was she able to get all the footage when they've stopped her? Um, how was she able to covertly get all that stuff? And then her being able to edit it all together. I feel like you could explain it. The movie doesn't really need that. But it still is kind of yeah. a problem. I yeah. like that they do have a throwaway line where she says, you know, all all of the soldiers and the scientists there, they just thought we were stupid. We were just the hired help. So I I could see it being like, oh, they've got such such hubris that they don't even bother checking them to see if they're like bringing in cell phones to like foot, you know, record anything because yeah. they think they're just dumb. Yeah. But you know, the movie doesn't really give much of an explanation for that stuff. Nipick nitpick to get us some exposition so i'm fine with it but it yeah. is kind of an issue yeah so where do we want to start this movie's what great about, i love it X, what about x24 i feel like that's a good because i feel like that's the one thing people who don't love this movie i don't even know that i mean there are definitely people that hate this movie because everyone we were talking about this before the podcast how if something nothing nothing according to the internet nothing can be great and nothing can be terrible and nothing can be just average 
so you, you just can't uh, you're better nothing. off not existing <laughs> yeah yeah like everyone there's gonna be naysayers and everything but i feel like one thing that people do actually like say that i can kind of see as a legitimate not even criticism necessarily but as a a difference of opinion or, or a preference um is is x24 and and in general, just him, I guess. See, it, as a it, it, it's another thing. It's similar to the X at, at the very end of the movie. I feel like it could be very schlocky and very stupid if it were in the hands of someone not this good at storytelling. Like, yeah. it, it could turn into, like like what we talked about with the Wolverine, you know, of course, also directed by James Mangle, where the third act gets kind of dumb because of the Silver Samurai stuff, where it just gets over the top and comic booky. Whereas here, mm-hmm. I think it's still grounded and it and it says a lot about Logan as a character to have him fighting pretty much what he he's always been afraid of becoming. Yeah. And that's something I I remember we talked about this in um I want to say like the maybe the X-Men Apocalypse thing maybe earlier than that, I don't know. I Apocalypse I guess corrected this a little bit as well by showing him to be a little more violent and and you know that sort of thing. But back in like Days of Future Past I feel like, and and everything earlier than that, I feel like there's supposed to be this unspoken thing where Logan is supposed to go really crazy and, like, struggle with his brutality and animal instincts. And we don't really get a whole lot of that. And, of course, then they do the Weapon X sequence in Apocalypse, which is is cool. Um, Well, I think a lot of that comes from X-Men Origins where they, they have discussions of, well, yeah, that's that is what we're, I, yeah. I'm. I'm an animal. I'm nothing else. No, no, no. You're you're not an animal. Even though, like in that movie, there is nothing that speaks to him being an animal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, we don't. Right after he gets the adamantium in it in him, he's having dinner with a couple of old Canadians, just chilling yeah. out in their house. Like he is not an animal. Come on. This this one with I mean, from the very opening scene, we see him. We see him far more brutal logan than we've seen well i just love how it starts because it starts off with him getting shot (laughs) yeah like like he goes and you know typical superhero stuff you expect him you know the first thing you see is him just stopping a bunch of bad guys and no he just gets shot fall falls flat on on the ground you know and and then the the title shows up like that is Mm -hmm. that that immediately tells your audience yeah we're gonna subvert your expectations around every turn Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm um, but yeah, I I love that they actually play that up, and and it is now a question of, you know, it 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 raises a lot of interesting questions about his character and and the things he struggles with, and I think they do a, a the fact that that X twenty four's first appearance is killing Xavier, is yeah. immediately kind of makes it so that it's not, you know. Oh, we're not kidding schlock- around. No, not oh, schlocky clone stuff where yeah. he has to fight off his clone. To it, it's it's not Deadpool with arms or, or blades in his arms with his mouth sewn shut. It's not yeah. it's not stupid schlock. Well, and it's it. You immediately realize it's not gonna be. Oh, he has to fight off his clone to learn something about himself. And yeah, gain a good moral perspective well, it's I, I think that's what i like a lot about it like there's not really a discussion of what x24 means to logan that's i i think all all of that is just subtext that if you want to look into it you can and there's a lot there you know it, but it, yeah. but it, do, it doesn't feel the need to have 
we're going to have a whole full page of exposition where Logan's just talking about how he feels about X-24. Yeah. We don't need yeah. that at all. And the fighting kind of does that for you. Yeah. Like, the, it's, it run, that sort of subtext, subtext runs throughout the entire, every, every time they come together. And, and Visual fight. storytelling. Yeah, it's great. And, and, but but just like I, I I just X twenty four is is what I feel you know if Logan like going through Weapon X if they had been able to brainwash him and turn him into their killer mm-hmm. that's what he'd be mm-hmm. so so yeah. he's he's having to face the 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 true monster that he almost became at one point just just like a mindless brute who just kills anything in sight exactly. And so, it's, so just just to you know the people that complain about it just to flat out say oh that's just goofy it's a, it's a stupid clone that that fights him just so we can have some so like a full on you know comic book fight there's a lot more to it than that like mm-hmm. you're not giving it nearly enough credit and now that being said the the other kind of aspect of that is that a lot of people did want um Sabretooth I think specifically Le- leave left Schreiber yeah i don't know leave schreiber yeah um want him to come back and want that role to be filled by him nope i don't want it not not in this movie um it would it would it would have been interesting of course um Mm -hmm. but this movie he's he's great as saber too this movie is putting up so many middle fingers at x-men origins for how terrible that movie is (laughs) i don't need leave schreiber coming back to remind me oh i guess it is supposed to be the same continuity i don't need that we have an adamantium bullet in here that doesn't make or it makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the, just the fact, I, I just want to imagine you know Hugh Jackman and James Mangold and the writers just sitting there in the writers' room going, "What if we did the adamantium bullet thing?" But you know, it actually you know it it made sense and yeah. it, it wasn't stupid. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. But I feel like if if Leaf Schreiber did show up, it would be more distracting than anything else. Yeah, because and, and, it I, would make. I, I get the argument where it's like, well, Sabretooth is his is Wolverine's like number one enemy in the comics. So like having you know as as sort of Wolverine send off movie to have Sabretooth show up and them to have like a climactic duel. Yeah, I get that, but for the sake of this set of movies, that hasn't really been the case at all. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, um two things on that. One, yeah, like you were saying, that would kind of legitimize these three Wolverine movies as a trilogy, which, which they shouldn't. They are not be. even remotely. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and this so has that's... like no this has no like zero mentions of the Wolverine other than there's a samurai sword hanging in his room. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um and I was going to say also I I talk a lot I talked a lot about this during Batman vs Superman about how I I want characters to be actually discussing their motivations and their their thoughts and their what drives them in um their battles when they fight it, <clears> like instead, I, of, I, instead of it just being oh I guess they're fighting now my eyes can yeah. glaze over it's it's yeah, just exactly. just fun, fun choreography on the screen I I you want I the want fights to mean to... something yeah, and I, I want them to explain... I want them to, to try to work out why they're fighting, I guess, is, yeah. is the best way I could put it. Um, which is part of why I, I liked Wonder Woman a lot, and we'll talk about that. Um, oh, I, we, 
we talked about that on the the lost version of this podcast. Um, yeah, but I'll I'll bring I'll probably bring that up a little bit at the end. We're gonna talk about that eventually. I think I'm gonna I put put pressure on Alex to do it, even though he wasn't sure he wanted to. Um, I, I just I just don't want to be the guy. I, I don't want to be the, the naysayer when, when you and Britain are going, isn't this great, and this is great, and this is great, and Wonder Woman is, is, is so great. And I'm just like, I have a, a few problems that severely affect my enjoyment of this movie. Yeah. And I should say, I'm not saying I would give Wonder Woman an A+. I'm saying I love Wonder Woman for what it is as far as the what it stands for in the current superhero movie climate um we'll talk all about that we'll we'll, we'll get into that um one day uh one day one day what was i gonna say you want the fights to mean something yeah yeah um i it, it is almost just as effective to have it be something where the um antagonist is completely silent yeah do we x24 never says a word does it nope he he just snarls and he'll like yell and grunt and that's about it that's almost as just the fact that he's kind of wolverine's it makes it makes wolverine fight even more against like a mirror of himself like it because it's all reflecting that like and i know he doesn't like make a lot of quips while he's fighting whatever but so we get to know Wolverine, and then we face this mindless killer who is just like Wolverine. And that sort of reflection and, and battle, I think, says a lot without having to say a lot. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, I, I really enjoy the choice. I really was... I'm so glad that was not... That wasn't spoiled in the trailers at all, was it? Nope. It was completely just like, what? Yeah. Um, oh, and I, the, I just love how they're able to, like... Like, he shows up in the middle, he kills Xavier, he kills the Munson family... And then it's it looks like he's dead, but then they start to heal him, and then you kind of forget about him for the rest of the movie. And then and then they they open up the door to the the truck at the end, and he just shows back up, and you're like, oh god, he's back in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it yeah. and I, I, just just me personally, like it, it it freaked me out when he when he came back. It was like, mm-hmm. oh oh, this is unexpected. Yeah, um, and it, it yeah it freaks you out because in the first battle. Wolverine only survived because some guy hit him with a truck. Yeah. Or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then he... X-24 almost immediately just, like, murders him the second time. Like, there's not really much of a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, I, and it, it knows it, when to hold back. Like, I, I feel like this is a problem with a lot of modern <clears throat> superhero movies where it's just like, well, we need the climax to keep going because that's what people are here for. No, when when you come to the situation where you need to like, well, the characters wouldn't act this way. It would go down like this, and maybe that undercuts the fight a bit more. But the audience cares, and it's going to be, you know, more realistic based on the characters' motivations and how they've been acting and what led them to this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I I feel like that that's just a lot more effective than saying, well, we need the climax to be keep going we need it to be like x amount of minutes long that way the audience will you know enjoy it a lot more or whatever mm-hmm. whatever the studio mindset is with third acts of comic book movies kind of a similar vein is a, a, a fight scene we talk about all the time um even though i think a lot of people don't like it necessarily is the fight between bane and batman and dark knight rises very similar idea where, where batman just kind of gets his butt kicked yeah um 
Yeah, it's it's the same idea where it's it's not necessarily what you expect to see or, or what people want to see, but it's 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 realistic and it makes you care more about the characters and feel like there are stakes. Yeah, um, and obviously there are stakes, seeing as Wolverine dies. Um, <laughs> yeah, and there isn't magical dirt floating off of the ground around him. What? <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, but yeah, it's. Can I just say briefly? I want to talk about his his actual death scene, and then we can, maybe I guess we can talk about like Professor X and stuff. But but his actual death scene, because I know I know like some people have pointed out, like he he's got Laura's hand in his, and and and, and the Wolverine, the the mm-hmm. girl she or Yukio, I think she goes. You know, I, I saw I saw your death. You die with your heart in your hand. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, oh, connection. Mm-hmm. She she saw this. Even though she actually says, I saw you in a room just like this, with your heart in your hand. Meaning that it's supposed to look like the medical facility that they're in, in the Wolverine. I'm, I'm just saying. And, like, somebody somebody tweeted it to James Mangold, and he's like, good eye. <laughs> and I'm just like, but but that's not, like, it's kind of, it's halfway there. Like, I mean, that, that sounds like the response you would say if you was just like, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But but yeah, that that's that's just one minor thing that bothered me. But it, it, of course, that doesn't ruin the movie at all. That's just a funny thing to to note. Yeah. So Professor X being a crazy old man in this movie saddens me to no end. Um. I I don't know, like him babbling on about Taco Bell at the very beginning of the movie, like mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking, mm-hmm. man. That was great. It's so great. <laughs> well, it's, just, it's messed up there's just, just so many cool like it, it's it's like poetry it rhymes like the fact that they put him in in the little water tower thing that's that's you know being knocked over and it it's kind of like cerebro but it's got a mm-hmm. bunch of holes in it like that just symbolically i think that says a lot mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and then even even the, the, <coughs> the mention where where professor x is mentally in contact with laura and he's like, they're at the Statue of Liberty. And Logan goes, the Statue of Liberty happened a long time ago. And then it just happens to be that the actual hotel that they are yeah. staying at has the little Statue of Liberty. That is great. It's wonderful. It's great. Um, Even though I have tons of continuity nitpicks with this movie. But it, eh. it's it's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Say, uh, another thing, the there's the, the part where um, – Xavier brings up, he's like, oh, you know, her, her back claws, they're, they're evolutionarily designed, or the, uh, it's, it's just like a lioness, where, uh, lionesses have, have back claws on their, their hind legs in order to, uh, protect, that they use to protect their, their families or whatever, their, their, protect the, the, like, the rest of the pride. Yeah. Like, where, where the, the other ones just use it for, like, the lions just use it for hunting. And then at the end, that's that's never really brought up again. Like uh, that's just kind of like laid out there. And then like at the end, um, there there I feel like the, I can't remember exactly, but there's something very specifically where she like uses her back claws to protect Logan, yeah, from X twenty four, yeah. And and it's something where they don't. I mean, she uses them throughout the movie, but it's just like a very specific kind of 
vibe they seem to be going for, which I thought was really good. There's there's a there's a handful of things like that that are are just very smart and make me feel warm and fuzzy inside because they actually cared. Yeah. His his death scene it just it, it freaked me out, like it in the because. The- as opposed to, like, X-Men 3, where he just kind of disappears, and you're like, wait, wait, is he dead? Like, what? Like, this, you actually see him, like, there's blood coming out of his chest. We're going back to, going back to Xavier, right? Yes. I thought you were talking about Logan for a second. Oh, okay. well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but, but and then just, just having Logan have to bury him, and then the, the thing where he can, like, barely get a word out, and he these just starts freaking out and he's just start, he gets the shovel and he just starts beating up the truck because it won't start mm-hmm. it's all wonderful it's so perfectly handled yeah and like I, once again x-men 3 I'm, I'm thinking back to the scene where, where like after xavier dies and logan goes up to to you know face his headstone and it seems like he's about to say something and then he doesn't say anything and then you know, Gene just contacts him, and then we get to the next plot point. But it's like, no, this is this is how you handle that. This is how you have consequences, and you have people mm-hmm. feel the deaths of, of the people that are close to them. Yeah. The father-son dynamic here is, is wonderful. It's the most family X-Men movie we've had, and it only has three characters. <laughs> yeah. Just... And, uh, what's his face? Um, Caliban? Yeah. Wasn't he in X Men Apocalypse, and he was played by a completely different actor, and it was set in the eighties, and he has a different accent? It's fine. Don't worry about it. You're set in the eighties. You have a different accent. James Mangold said the higher ups at Fox did not make the connection. Like nobody at any point in the process said, "Oh wait, 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 wait. We've got, we've got the same character. This, this can't work. One of you adjust." At, that's, at no point did anybody recognize that. That's amazing. Yeah. That is exactly what I, I imagine Fox executives to be like. Yep. See, see, with Fox, it's almost like I imagine... I don't even know how I like, picture them. Because, like, Sony, I have a very specific image of how meddling and, like, controlling they are. Yeah. Fox is so, like, all over the place... Or specifically talking about X-Men. So all over the place, and also, at the same time, they seem to very much like to stick their hands in things. Yeah. That I just don't even understand how that dynamic works. Yeah. Like, like, like Deadpool and Logan are very much like, just do whatever you want. Whereas, like, yeah. X-Men Apocalypse feels like there's tons of studio controlling and meddling, and, and Fantastic Four, <laughs> you know, less said about that, the better. And it definitely has to do with how much money gets put into a particular movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell with the more big budget X Men movies, they 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 want to, you know, control every step of the process. It's it's because they think with the X Men movies they can make as much as like the Avengers movies, and that's just not the case. The X Men movies have never been that successful. They could if they consistently were good, but every like three years they per- they stick out something that just bombs yeah not even bombs commercially necessarily but just like yeah they can't they can't maintain they they hit pretty high levels every now and then but they, i mean they made logan yeah we, we both think i mean a lot of people love both first class and days of future past some people hate both first class and days of future past but a lot of people they were they're critically successful and 
you know, X-Men 2, a lot of people still throw out there as, like, one of the better superhero movies of all time. Me. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's just kind of like... But they keep... They, in between all that, they've got X-Men Origins and X-Men 3 and Wolverine Origin. Or, I already said that. Whatever. It, it bears mentioning twice. And, and X-Men and, Apocalypse. And X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, and it's, it's just got... You just gotta... You can do this. I don't know. Yeah. I, I but but back to Professor X. Mm-hmm. Just the whole thing of him having caused the deaths of several of the X Men, and we don't know who he killed. Like that's that is just so dark. And yep. But it's just so effective at the same time. And that he remembers it literally like right before he dies. Yeah. And all the stuff with the boat is heartbreaking too. Oh yeah. No, no, I I love at the end where where he's or not at the end of the movie, but at the end of his life where where he's he's on the truck yeah. and he thinks he's made it on the boat. Mm-hmm. Like he's sitting in the back of the truck and he's like uh, the sun seeker and then he, you know, and then he dies. Mm-hmm. Got what he wanted kind of <laughs> in his mind. It's just yeah. Oh man. It's just so heartbreaking. Like, mm-hmm. and and I think it works really well for me. Just being such a fan of these movies, like, not only just just seeing the the relationship between you know Professor X and and Wolverine in the original set of movies, but just you know assuming it, that this is in a timeline where Days of Future Past happens, mm. where it's like, oh well, Wolverine had to go back into the past and help younger Professor X. Like, there's a lot more just weight to their relationship having all of this, you know, additional experience together, and then just, like, a few years after he came back and the future was fixed, no, it's all terrible. It's all terrible. Yeah. Like, it, it's heartbreaking. That's that's all I got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, the, the movie is about that. Like, it's, it's all about just, like, consequences of, of living the, the type of life that, that, you know, Wolverine lives. And, you know, that goes into the violence just being very poignant. And it's not just violence for the sake of violence, like a Transformers movie, you yeah. know, where it's just like, like, I, I don't like I've read reviews where people are like, yeah, this is just unbelievably violent. So it's bad. Yeah. Like what? Are, this is. <laughs> come on. The I, movie's I, about I, the consequences of violence. I recently watched John Wick. I haven't gotten the chance to see John Wick 2 yet. Have you seen John Wick? No. Um, I need to. I recognize that. That is a movie... It's... It's it's very cathartic. The, I mean, the, the, there's a lot of great acting in it. Um, but it's, it's ultimately a pretty straightforward... Um, gang... It, revenge. It's... It, the, the story is a straightforward revenge plot. Um, where the guy is trying to get revenge on everybody, and it's basically just a a um, shell made to carry all of the very impre- very technically impressive action that that they put throughout the movie. Like it's it's that is a movie where it's basically violence slash action for the sake of it. Like that's 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 ultimately what it's there for. Yeah, um, but it knows what I, it is. I, yeah, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but but that's a movie where if someone said that, I would be like, you know what, I I get that, like that's if, if it, you know it, glorif- it glorifies violence. Yeah, yeah, and if that's not, I mean, it, it's 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 grim and like it 
brutal and everything, but yeah, yeah it, it it does to an extent. It's it's there for you to enjoy this guy killing all these people. Yeah. Um. And and if that's not for you, then I would get that. But this is a movie where like, you may not. I mean, if you don't like violence, and if you think that it's wrong to show violence or whatever in movie, then you, that's that's a whole other thing. But as far as the movie being just like a, a, a glorified like action thriller it is not at all like it's it's you feel every this this is more this is more akin to like no country for old men than it is x-men mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you you just just like it's it's brutal yeah <laughs> there's so much weight to every stab and, and yeah like well, I, I just like how, how, you know, you have Laura, and at the very beginning of the movie, she's just, like, killing people left and right in very violent ways. Like, she's decapitating people. Mm-hmm. And then you think, oh, well, okay, well, she's just killing people willy-nilly. Does she really recognize the consequences of her actions? And then you realize she really doesn't because she's just a kid. And then, yep. you know, she, she gets to the point where she tells Logan, you know, I've, I've killed a lot of people. And he goes, yeah, and you're going to have to live with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and just the whole she's speech, like, and, and just the whole speech, you know, you know, where Professor X shows her the old western, and then you, they have the whole speech about, you know, you have to live with the killing. Blah, oh blah, yeah, blah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he she recites that at the end of the movie in front of Logan's grave, like that is just also well done. You cannot just say it's senseless violence just for the sake of popcorn entertainment because it's not sure. that. No, this is not a movie that will allow you to enjoy its violence without being very like emotionally torn in the process yeah or 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 at least while you're watching you're going should i be enjoying this and if so i feel bad for enjoying this you know because at the end when they start like killing off all all the guys as they're chasing the the you know the the little kids in the forest you're like yeah these guys deserve to die they're all horrible pricks but then you see how brutally they're getting murdered and you're like well maybe they don't deserve it that bad i don't know like the guy gets his arm frozen and then it just breaks off like (laughs) yeah it's a bit intense a little bit how how do you feel about the whole meta type thing of of her reading the the x-men comics and he's like this isn't how any of that happened i mean i like it I, i think it's um, it's just, I feel like it's mostly just kind of a fun it, it's a fun reference to the fact that this isn't the same world really yeah like thematically and tonally as the other movies and like the, the and so like it, yeah I feel like it's a fun nod I feel like it, it could be argued and I, I don't agree with this so I just thought of this that you know some comic book fans could be like this is the movie being kind of pretentious and saying it's better than comic books I mean th- that comic doesn't actually exist. Yeah. Um and also they end up using the comic to try and find <clears throat> you know utopia or whatever. And I love that they never actually do. Yeah. Um that's not really the point of the movie. Mhm. The point is ultimately the journey Logan goes on and and what that means to X23 regardless of what happens to her next. Yeah. Well, uh, the idea is that they make it safely into Canada, blah blah blah. Which also Canada, it's where Wolverine's from. Oh yes, yeah. you know, and the fact that he does full circle, right out, yeah, right outside the border. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Yeah, um, it makes me wish we would just get like a a, a James Mangold directed version of um, 
the Wolverine origin story, which I know some people really hate, mostly just because it's talking about Wolverine's actual origin, I, like how he was born. I, I want him to do Weapon X. Like, let that him too. do that. That too. Because um, yeah. clearly he understands the character pretty much better than anybody that is that has had his hands on, or that have had their hands on him throughout this yeah. whole series of movies. As much as I like, you know, Wolverine in the main X-Men movies, like, here you get him to be, like, 100% Wolverine, mm-hmm. you know, in a way that he's not able to. And, of course, part of that is just the R rating. You are able to get away with that stuff because he actually behaves like a, a serial killer who has claws, you know. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, I don't know. No, what, what, el- what else we got? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of... of... It, it is a movie that when you start to think about it, you can you can really unpack it. Like there's there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, Do you feel that it's like broad strokes in terms of the story? It's a little too like by the numbers for like a road trip or a chase movie. Because it doesn't really feel like a road trip or a chase movie to me. It's like they they decide they're gonna go to to this utopian place, but then like they start. I don't know. This is kind of what I was saying, where it doesn't really feel like there's this building tension throughout until like maybe towards the the third act or so. Yeah. Um. It it yeah it does I I I feel like it's. I don't know. I I I would wouldn't necessarily. Say that's the case. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. Yeah. Once again, not one I necessarily agree with. Um... It's it's it. I want to say the plot is simple, but also the plot is so so character focused that you almost can't separate it from that yeah you can't really say oh it's well these people like the movie is not about people going to try and find utopia that's not at all what the, that does not at all get i mean it, it might in a very technical you know base level shallow level might tell you what the movie's about but yeah that's not at not at all what you get from the movie yeah um yeah i don't know should I talk about continuity stuff? <laughs> if you really want to, it's a, this the, movie's not just, about that. Like th- exactly. this is such like an Elseworlds type thing. But once again, I totally be fine if if they said this is the end of this continuity and then we're just gonna we'll we'll, we'll just reboot. <laughs> can I, can I just say how I I kind of am totally happy with the fact that this really isn't that similar in any way shape or form to old man logan the comic yep um i know a lot of people were saying that and i know a lot of people love that comic and i think it's it's really interesting it's really crazy and out there um but it's also kind of just a vessel for mark millar to uh it was mark mark millar right yep um oh yeah to... yeah yeah that... yeah i was I, I was pretty sure but i wanted i haven't read in a while that comic um, is out there it's it's pretty much a vessel for him to just create this really demented Marvel universe and do a bunch of crazy gross stuff with it. Yeah. Not gross necessarily in like I don't know. Just, just do a bunch of crazy stuff with it. Um I like it. It's 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 really interesting, but the it's 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 kind of I, I'm not gonna dive into a whole comic thing about that. But there are a lot of comics that are really beloved, but they kind of are just we're gonna run through this whole, you know, rogues gallery of this person or like these like it's just an excuse to like here's here's a bunch of famous characters that you know 
Yeah, you know. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run through them all. We're gonna like make hush. a new universe. Hush, it's yeah. just an excuse for Jim Lee to draw a whole bunch of popular Batman and DC universe yeah. characters. Yeah, um, same idea. And and so, while I I appreciate that Old Man Logan for what it is, this is so much more than that. As far as it's not nearly as comic booky, I I know, but it's so much more as far as a character exploration for Logan to go to the places this needs to go. I don't think it. You know, it can be that comic booky. Mm-hmm. Once and again, with, even... with like the X twenty four thing, if they got like really schlocky and stupid with it, I don't. The movie wouldn't work nearly as much. Yeah, and I don't want to use comic booky as a term to mean like silly or or because it doesn't have to be at all. I, I mean, um, I mean that in terms of you know heightened like super heightened reality. Yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. different from silly. You know, this movie really needs to have a feeling of of groundedness yes like um, I, I don't like dark and gritty but as as a phrase unless i'm using it to criticize something for thinking it's mature for being that but this <laughs> this is how you do dark and gritty well and this is the kind of thing where i would like to see i mean uh they they talked about a lot oh batman super or people people will praise you know man of steel and batman superman for being like oh it's a grounded superman or um, a grounded Superman would be creating a universe like this, that feels like this, that feels very real and and even to a to a much lesser extent, it's not nearly this brutal. But the, like the Dark Knight trilogy's universe, and then introducing the character of Superman in in all his glory and having him struggle to live in a world like this. Um, that was mostly just a DCU bash. Although now I guess I'm I'm uh, taking the the DCU checks now because I like Wonder Woman. Yep. Um, I'm stealing those too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've noticed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like <laughs> this is why you weren't able to pick up your own Blu-ray copy of Logan because I was stealing all of your money. <laughs> correct. I didn't I didn't have enough money. Yeah, uh, it was sad. But, um, the, yeah, it, it's. I don't know. Uh, the, also, you did the DCEU bashing this time. Not me. That's very true. It was a sneaky way to get in a, a compliment towards Wonder Woman. They don't care about their, their past movies now. They're all about the Wonder Woman now. <laughs> Up I at mean, the Warner Brothers. Can you blame them? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh. like, people like this one? Oh, God! <laughs> yeah. Um. But the world they create... In, in Logan is it's just I don't know it's it's yeah it's it's there's, really it's really swell <laughs> there's not much more we can say about it I think it's, it's yeah um Let I was gonna it. mention oh, oh go sorry, ahead what? no 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 go ahead I was gonna mention that uh, I but I I didn't get a chance to to talk about my top ten oh well movies. then well then if if I can interject first I still want to talk about Logan. <laughs> Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> um, let, let me just talk about some minor continuity things because with the X Men movies, I always have to mention the continuity things that don't quite make sense. Sure. Um, From my understanding, this basically just takes the first one as canon, more or less. That's right? what, that's what it feels like. Yeah, um, and that's it. Because there's there's a lot of different things that don't really work, like. I know Dr. Rice, he's talking to Logan, he's like, oh yeah, my father worked on the Weapon X program. 
I think you killed him. It's like, couldn't you have just made this, like, another striker son or something? Like, it, it feels just very odd. Is Dr. Rice a character from the comics? Do you know? You know, I'm not sure. That might be the original person who creates X-23 in the oh, comics. Okay. And I think that is the story, is that his father was killed. Okay. Or maybe he was killed. I don't know. Like, or he was, like, brutally injured or something. But but it's just it's just very weird for that that felt like a very weird disconnect where it's just like oh is is he just like one of the random lab technicians or soldiers that gets murdered by Wolverine in yeah. in any number of the the Weapon X scenes that we get in these movies like mm-hmm. that just felt very weird because because you know there's such a huge buildup of oh Striker is the the one responsible and just to have this random guy be like yeah my father was a part of that too um. It's not really necessarily a continuity error or issue. It's just, it's just, it it, it felt weird to me. Um, then also, there's the weird thing about mutants not being born in like 25 years or something like that, which you know, based on the other movies, particularly Days of Future Past, where we see all the future stuff that that doesn't seem to to really connect very well. Yeah. Um. Also, it seems very weird that that the planet has because because at the end of Days of Future Past, when he shows back up in the future, everything seems like really hunky dory, and it's like, oh, the future is bright, it's great, mm-hmm. and then just like six years later, like America is just terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of interesting social commentary in there that that I enjoy. That's not like beating me over the head with it like other sci-fi movies. Um. Like, I like that it's kept very much in the background, and once again, it's subtext. You can look at it if you want to, but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just part of this universe, and just this is how this world operates. Um, this mm-hmm. is the status quo. Um, but yeah, that that's that's just very weird. We need, um, we need Britain here to do his Andrew Lincoln impression, saying, this is how things are now. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, this, this, this movie feels very much like an Elseworlds type thing. However, considering how screwed up the continuity is for all of these movies anyway, it's just kind of par for the course. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like, well, you can connect it if you want. It's a couple of mentions here and there, but you know, whatever. Mm. It's fine. Don't think about it too hard. Uh, just, but, but, but for me, like as I said earlier, just on a pure relationship level, seeing how you know Wolverine and Professor X, how their relationship has, has grown and matured and changed over time with all of these movies, I, I feel like that strengthens a lot of the emotional core of the, of, of yeah. the piece. Um, yeah, that's... It. Also, I wanted to point out how the one of the little kids at the end has a Wolverine action figure. And I found mm-hmm. that very amusing. Like, I, I'm just wondering, like, in terms of, like, the, whoever writes the comics and stuff, how much do they know about the X-Men? Like... I don't know. Like, do... Like... I'm just imagining all the movies did happen. Like, do they see, like, news footage of what happens at, like, Alkali Lake and stuff? Or, yeah. not not Alkali Lake. Um, at, at, uh... In San Francisco, in the third movie. Um, do they see, like, footage of, like, all these people in, like, leather costumes? And they go, I'm gonna write a comic about that, but I'll completely change all the costumes. Well, and, and you know, when you think about it, it almost feels like this, this like, weird postmodern grant morrison-esque hint towards 
the the way that the uh, in the in the sixties when Marvel was like first really like churning out all their their major superheroes, there was a lot of that where like they just had the writers be like a thing, and like occasionally they would pop up in the actual stories, and like they they would write. The, the comics were, like, a thing in the stories. and Like, like a Stanley and Jack Kirby showing up at the Fantastic yeah. Four's wedding, or, or yeah. Sue and Reed's wedding, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they do stuff like that, and so it's, it's almost kind of a nod to that, where it's like, oh, so the comics are a thing about these characters, but now it's, like, the opposite, where it's like, oh, that's not at all what happened, because it's so, like, dark and gritty and terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting to think about. I'm not... Not not quite sure if it like one hundred percent makes sense or not, but it's once again yeah. it's not the focus. It's it's just supposed to you know tell us something about the characters. Yeah, I don't know that 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 it it just feel, like you said very postmodern. Like we're examining yeah. superheroes and what they mean in today's culture, and just yeah. have Logan straight up go didn't happen like that. All this is nonsense. Quit mm-hmm. it. <laughs> it's it's kind of like you know modern superhero movies where it's just like no superheroes can't be heroic and save the day wonder woman um yep it's just like no no, no everything's dark and gritty and real <laughs> there's a lot of interesting commentary in there on 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 you know how superhero movies operate today yeah yeah okay um, that's 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 my spiel there's not really a whole lot of continuity errors the more i think about it it's just like it feels so tonally different from yeah. everything else that we've seen. It feels very much like an Elseworlds story. And, you know, you can you can take it either way if you want. You, you can take it as, no, this is the end of this universe. This is, like, after Days of Future Past and everything. It kind of does go to crap. But we, you know, mm-hmm. you know there's some, there's some hope at the end with the young mutants. Or you can just say, no, it's an Elseworlds. It's, it's a one possible future. Yeah. You know? Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah. So, so my thing is, I, I didn't really get a chance to talk about talk on the um, top ten list that you guys did last week for superhero movies. I feel like was overall, that last week or was it two weeks ago? I, I can't two remember. two weeks ago, I guess. Um, I feel like superhero movies overall are moving in a very good direction. Um, I think uh, the the three that have come out so far, live action, I yeah. Lego Batman's fine. Um, the it made me so happy, but I can't remember anything that happened in it. Yeah, it's fine. It's funny. I enjoy it. Um, between uh, Logan and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, which I actually think I enjoyed more than the first one. Um, yep, me, kind me, of an unpopular. Me and Britton kind of talked about that a little bit. How I I think both of us enjoyed it more than the first one as well yeah yeah i think this story and the emotion is more solid in that one um eventually we we should theoretically hit the mcu and we can really dive in um the that and wonder woman i think all would be top five or six for me um i know i didn't have wonder woman on my list that i gave you guys but like this, I really this was when, like, the list that you gave us was when we first came up with the idea for the episode, and all of us sent each other, like, our very, like, rudimentary, like, you know, first draft kind of lists. Yeah. So, yeah, we never got, like, an updated one from you. So. Yeah. Um, the But, yeah, I think all of those would, would go in there, and I think that's a sign of the fact that 
if nothing else, the 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 people who were kind of clogging up the the I guess the pipeline with a lot of crap and are, and the, it's still happening, but are are kind of learning from their mistakes or getting out of the game. Um, yeah. Most notably, Sony being like, you know what, Marvel just handle Spider Man for us, and you know I feel like the Fox overall does i mean they did give deadpool i say i was gonna say they did give deadpool and logan uh like just bull reign basically but at the same time they also did fantastic four i think um, i think dark phoenix is gonna tell us a lot as yeah. to if they've actually learned anything or not yeah or if they're just kind of the same old same old and yeah and they're trying to which i i have no faith in that movie just saying, as much as I I did get enjoyment out of Apocalypse, like Brian Singer's not involved anymore. It's all Simon Kinberg. I I just cannot get excited for it anymore. I don't care yeah. all the returning cast. You know they're all back. Um, I just can't get excited for it because I'm just like I and I believe they're they're considering. You know this is going to date the podcast, but they're, they're trying to bring in like the Shi'ar Empire and they're trying to bring in aliens. I'm like. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably pleasing comic book fans, but for me, like that 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 kind of ruins the internal logic of this universe to have aliens show up. It did. Yeah. If it, it feels like a completely different universe, if you're gonna do aliens, like just reboot, just start over. Just it. It really is interesting to see how with DC we've had. There's a very clear reboot after. I mean, reboot, not even really, like, planned, but just, like, they stopped making the Superman movie. When, when was the... The fourth Superman movie was in 87, right? Yeah. Um, they stopped making that, and then because they turned... It, it bombed. Yeah. That series and then, crashed and burned spectacularly. And then they turned to Batman, and they made two Batman movies with the same actor and the same director, and then they just flipped over and kind of, like, ignored the continuity to make two more movies that were theoretically the same continuity but they were two or they were a new director and two they may as well have been reboots and then they rebooted uh, they they did an actual reboot because they they made a whole new origin and a different thing with nolan and his batman trilogy and then they did another reboot they so so like you've got dc very clearly rebooting you've got marvel who never really got off the ground necessarily until um i mean because marvel studios didn't exist until yeah. uh, they started making the MCU, yeah, um, and they started making you know the uh, the whole MCU, and so the MCU is like this whole very self-contained thing that's very intricately planned, and they're like, we got to get everything together, and then you know, Sony, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh oh, this movie wasn't very well received and didn't make as much money as we want. Reboot. Every time. Yeah. Sony is like Warner Brothers, but without as much quality to show for it. Oh, um, Sam Sam Raimi clearly wasn't happy with how much we interfered with Spider-Man 3. Maybe we should give him a shot with Spider-Man 4. Now nah, we'll reboot. It's fine. And then we'll interfere more with the next guy. And then we'll interfere even more with the next guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, even though and... I, I still hope that Amazing Spider-Man is the best Spider-Man movie. B plus, <laughs> B plus. <laughs> I still regret that grade. It should not be that high. <laughs> and by that I mean it should be a B. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I was gonna say, then you've got Fox, and Fox is like this sliding scale of they just change the continuity. It's like they're still doing the same sort of thing Warner Brothers was doing with Batman from the Keaton to the or the Burton Schumacher movies. But they're doing it just like with every movie. They're just like sliding up and just being like, oh, here's the new continuity, I guess. And here's oh my some God. stuff that's different. Fox, and they just kind of... Fox is the kid on the playground. You start to play a game with them and then like they start to lose. So they'll just switch up the rules. Yeah. yeah. But then you go, yeah. well, we could just play a different game. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're still playing this game. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's just like that. <laughs> it's it's the, the ship of Fasus. Whereas, whereas DC, it's like every time they start to lose, they're like, okay, new game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Sony. Sony is even more like that. Yeah. DC, at, DC at least gives a fair shot to like, so far, I mean, they actually like stuck with the Burton Schumacher movies for a while, and they stuck with the Superman movies for a while. And... But, th- but they didn't stick with Superman Returns. They didn't stick with Green Lantern. Yeah. Yeah, but, well, Green Lantern, that's. That's I will say, different. Wonder Woman is better than Green Lantern. <laughs> I, I I am very mixed on Wonder Woman. I'm, I'm, yeah, we'll I'm, talk about that. I we'll don't want to talk about it though. We're gonna talk about it. It's gonna be fun. Because because I feel for like Britain and I it'll be fun. <laughs> I'm afraid to watch it again because I feel like all my problems are still gonna be there and and like I'm not gonna feel any better about it. We'll see. Um. But yeah, it's just it's just interesting to see all these approaches. Um, it really does like feel like Fox is the laziest as far as trying to keep things together. Yeah, where at least Sony is trying very very hard to to organize everything and keep it consistent. Yeah, um, and Warner Brothers is as well to to, to a decent extent. But yeah, it's yeah, I don't know. Um, do you have anything else to say? I feel like we've the adamantium bullet is great. <laughs> yeah. I love how they, they. Oh, and just the fact that the adamantium's killing him because his he, healing factor is wearing off. Mm-hmm. Like this is great. Mm-hmm. This is just awesome world building. It makes it feel real. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like, yeah. And him having how much metal in his body and his healing factor is not working. Yeah, that's probably going to be poisoning his body. And I love how we never really see him be like full wolverine because he gets shot like right away and like just generally is is beat up the entire movie and keeps degrading yeah i love how we never actually see him just like full on like oh i'm just gonna come in and wreck people and it's fine the closest you get to that is probably at the end when he gives himself the shot of whatever that stuff is yeah yeah but even like the super steroid or whatever i guess i did forget about that so i guess there is some of that but yeah but yeah. that lasts for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Just so him and Laura can can have some awesome like tag team murder mm-hmm. mayhem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, I I really just like the scene where he's explaining like what the adamantium bullet is to Laura, and he's like, "Yeah, it's like I might shoot myself with it sometime." <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, a continuity thing. Where did he get that? Like, is that supposed to be from Origins? Like, it's one of the bullets, and, like, he pulled it out of his head or something? Like... Yeah. <laughs> but, once again, doesn't matter for the context of this movie. As a standalone piece, it's fine. He had he had 25, 25 years to find it. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, this this movie is great. If you haven't seen it, what is wrong with you? Why even did you if, listen to this podcast and hear let us spoil it for you? Yeah, but but like even even if you're not a big fan of the X Men movies, you know, like like I've said, I I, I gush all over these movies because I just care about them so much. But this works really well as a standalone piece, and I can't really say that for much of the other, uh, you know, the other movies aside from like maybe the first one in First Class. Mm-hmm. All the other ones are very much dependent on. Well, it kind of helps if you've seen, you know, what comes before, and, you know, and that does that does help, you know, like I said with the Xavier Wolverine relationship. If you've seen that other stuff, but you don't need it at all. Yeah. The movie stands on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, can I just say every time I've watched this movie, I've watched this movie like four times. Every time I tear up at multiple points, mm-hmm. both when he has to bury Xavier and like the very end with the with the cross like a movie has to be pretty powerful to to make me tear up like every time i watch it yeah very few movies do that like like i, I could just think of a few where it's like yeah in the theater i started to tear up a little bit this is very very emotional but like on rewatch you know i i know it's coming so it's it's not nearly as impactful yeah. this every time i watch it i'm tearing up at those specific points mm-hmm this movie is great. It's so great. Ugh. I don't know what to give this. Did, did I did I talk about how much I want them to reboot now? <laughs> I, I think you did. Because, I think you've mentioned it several times. See, Days of Future Past and this just feel like as a, as a combo piece of just like love letters to to this series and to these characters as like perfect endings and send offs mm-hmm. in in very distinctly different ways. This should those should be the end like represent the ends of this era of X Men movies, like we shouldn't have apocalypse, we shouldn't have all that stuff. We should just reboot. Yeah. Stop it. I agree. And change the ending so it's not Mystique as Striker because then they screwed it up in the next one. <laughs> oh my gosh! And that's the thing that most disappoints me regarding uh, Dark Phoenix, whatever for their next movie is that they are bringing back Jennifer Lawrence and, and I, I don't even hate Jennifer Lawrence that much, but just her and um, James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender. Like I love all of them. They're, I, I think they're all pretty good. Or, Unless Magneto's a, a good guy the whole way through in this one, I don't want Fassbender to be in yeah. it. Yeah. If he's going to just show up and be a bad guy again, I want him gone. Yeah. I don't know if they've confirmed that he will be in it. I, but I, I know they've confirmed everybody's coming back. Yeah, and so it's like, <sighs> just... and, and Jennifer Lawrence should not be in this movie. I'm sorry. Exactly. You know, like I, I know this. It's because they screwed up the ending to the last one. Like I said, what, like I harped on so much in the apocalypse episode. Fassbender, like, have Magneto's arc where he comes around. He's a good guy, and then he's training the X Men at the end. That way, he's he's a good guy. That way, you're you're telling the audience, "Hey, we're we're not doing the same old, same old again." Mm-hmm. And then you just have Jennifer Lawrence go off. And if you want or, her to come back, you can, but you don't have to. Yeah. That uh, way, either she, either that kill way, her off or write her off or something. Yeah. Like have that her that way, you have both of them in positions where it's like they're either not in the movie or they're not soaking up so much screen time. Mm. Like right, like for the next movie, it should be Professor X and the students. Like that's who the focus should be on and you know of course particularly Jean because Dark Phoenix it's about her but and also them setting it in the 90s is is just very stupid they need to stop this this 
this 10 year jump stop it kids don't age teenagers don't age that fast well also you're skipping over all the relationship development like is is it just in the next one it's like oh scott and gene they've been together all this time okay also are we supposed to be at the original x-men the 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 time of the original x-men trilogy by the 2000s i don't know (laughs) i don't know what's happening this is what happens when brian singer goes oh now they age like how they do in comic books where it's like they don't really age that much but we get the chance to jump the decades because we because we want to show each decade on film but the reason they do that is because in comics they're (laughs) continuous and so it's harder to show them aging yeah also you can't do that in the same universe where you have it not be that way because the original mo- movies don't jump like that. In a movie, you release one. You release a movie every two years, and you can just have a single like short time jump or no time jump at all, and just, whatever. Also, it I believe Dark Phoenix comes out next year, right? Something like Tw- that. twenty eighteen. It's a two year difference between Apocalypse and Days of Future Past, and the same with Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. That also gives me it's- all sorts of warning signs that it's going to be rushed. And, yeah. yeah, I have no faith in it. They should have just stopped with Logan and Days of Future Past. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, that, that, was my, that was my little spiel. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not upset. I'll probably watch the movie, and I'll probably go, eh, and I'll move on with my life. But, yeah. although, to be fair, if it's another chance to listen to the John Ottman X-Men theme as, as we're going through, like, the DNA opening credits bit... If you get another chance of that, I, I'll, I'll I'll be happy enough. <laughs> you at least pay for, pay your pay for your ticket so you can sit through that and leave. Yeah, and okay. no, and then I'll come back for the credits where where mm-hmm. that'll be playing again, and then I'll leave again. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. <laughs> All right. Oh, let me let me go ahead. I, Britain didn't give us a grade. I guess we can get that from next time. But I'll I'll go ahead. and oh, right, right. Read his long. His surprisingly long spiel. I didn't expect it. I, I expected it to be like a funny little blurb, but it's actually pretty serious. Sure. Okay. So, all right. Bear with me, people. This movie's Logan seems like a man who has always walked in the opposite direction of the sun. A man who has denied his connection to the others, whose losses now outnumber his loves. It's a gritty, low-down movie with perhaps the biggest heart I've seen in a superhero movie in recent years. Brilliant performances from Stewart, Jackman, Stephen Merchant, and Daphne Keene, who steals the show. Sterling direction and writing, gorgeous cinematography, and great music lend to the aching open wound of this beautiful story. A story of claws puncturing skin. In the final shot, easily one of the most moving recent... Uh, one of the most moving in recent memory... Laura tilts the cross just as the movie has tilted our expectations. Gone are the quick cuts, hokey dialogue, and cavalcade of familiar faces, what Mangle calls attention deficit theater. This movie begs us, like Charles begs Logan, to slow down and watch, savor, understand, and connect. Finally, having faced his shadows, Logan can walk towards the sun. Yep. Agreed. (laughs) I second that. Same. <laughs> this movie yeah. is great. I great. I, I, I was. I, I cannot believe how satisfied I was walking out of that uh, yeah. out of the movie. I was just like, because it has 
just like you know they have the the Johnny Cash song Hurt you know mm-hmm. or the cover Hurt playing with the trailer and everything and I'm like okay this could be something really special like that mm-hmm. is that is one of the best trailers in recent memory mostly because of that song choice and mm-hmm. I love also that they don't cram the song in in the movie mm-hmm. I love that that's not the song they use at the end of the yeah. in the end credits yeah they I just think play that... when the, when the man comes around yeah, I think that if that song had been the end credits, everyone would have loved it. But I think that when the man comes around, is it the fact that it's an upbeat song? Yeah, is infinitely more powerful. And and like, you kind of need it after watching yeah. that movie. Yeah, it, it's a it's a good counterbalance after after you know the final scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am assuming he's going to give it at least an A, if not an A+. Yeah. We'll figure out for sure next week. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm struggling between A and A+. And this, this, Same. Is, this is just me having, you know, my, my notoriously super high standard for an A+, where it's just like, it has to be perfect to get an A+. And, you know, the, the only movie I've given that to is a, is the, the first Terminator movie. And even then, I'm not even sure if I... If I, if I I personally, for myself, made the right call with that. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think I'm going A+. All right. I know I give those out fairly regularly, but I... I can, you, can you list off the ones I've given it to before? Let me, let me see what it... Specifically A+. Yes. Okay. Uh, Back to the Future... Um, The Dark Knight. Um, then Aliens. Am I calling? Yeah, that's that's it. You you don't give it okay. out that often. Okay, I'm I'm okay with this then. I guess I'm just thinking that I recently gave it to Back to the Future, but yeah, yeah, I'm 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 on board with this. I I, I stand behind that. I still wonder if I should have given Jurassic Park an A plus, but. Eh. I mean, we did come up with problems with that movie. Yeah. Not significant, but enough. Yeah. yeah. That's the problem, where I'm just like... The only way I can come up with problems for the movie is to nitpick, but there are still those nitpicks. Like, they they aren't just going to go away. Yeah. I think I'll match you. I think I'll go A+. Okay. Um, this 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 really is one of the best superhero movies ever made. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's just very smart. Like, can can people like always be this smart when they make movies? I know, right? <laughs> Especially like popcorn pop culture big summer movies or whatever. Even though this isn't really a summer movie, it was released in March. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. But but still, I it doesn't yeah. get much better than this. Not and really. and as as a you know just me personally like I said as a huge fan of like Patrick Stewart as Professor X and Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and this whole series of movies it's nice I I can just kind of let it go here if the rest of the movies suck I can just kind of let it go it's yeah. fine <laughs> yeah you know uh it's great mm-hmm. all right so moving on. Looking, looking ahead to the sun, to the future. Um, We're gonna do something a bit more positive, yeah. Less, less downbeat. At least for a certain point, you know, you know, up to a certain point, then it'll get downbeat again. 
Um, we're gonna do Star Wars. Yep, we are finally doing Star Wars. Um, Yay! Which will be sure interesting. Not because sure we'll, how we'll, this. I don't know. It's we'll, they've been beaten to death so hard, but I'm also like really excited to give to to really. I don't know. This is gonna be interesting. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, I, I think you know each of us can watch it you know with fresh eyes and it's it's going to be difficult when we get to the prequels for me to not just like repeat everything Mr. Plinkett has ever said about the Star Wars that's, prequels. That's what I was thinking is that they're very like they've just been analyzed to death, especially the prequels and so yeah. I'm, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I think the best part is like once we get to Force Awakens and Rogue One. Like I I don't think we've really been influenced all that much by the internet other than them losing their minds cuz they don't know what to make of new Star Wars. So Yeah. We'll we, see. We, we can we can kind of discuss those. I think it'll be interesting. I'm but, also uh, curious what our gap between the the what our gap between the originals and the prequels, the prequels and the new ones, and the new ones and the originals will be. I'm curious how all that's going to fall down for us. Oh yeah, well, let's just clarify. We're not going to watch them like episodes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You know, still doing chronological then, order. Yeah, so yeah. so we'll be doing the original trilogy first, then the prequels, then Force Awakens and Rogue One. Yeah, and we are not doing the Clone Wars movie from two thousand eight, even though that had a theatrical run, because we've also said we're not doing animated movies. Yeah. Okay. Because I think we said that with like when we were talking about the Batman movies, we were like, "What? Well, maybe we should do Batman: Mask of the Phantasm." Then we figured, well, we'd have to do, like, every animated movie that there's ever been about Batman, and that's way yeah. too many. That just yeah. opens a whole can of worms that we don't want to yeah. deal with. At that point, we might as well do a, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Are, 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 we all, are we all done here? I think we're done. All right. You, you want to go ahead and give... give Give the lovely listeners our contact information. Right. Um, you can find. Obviously, we're on iTunes at Here Come the Sequels. You can find us uh, on um, Gmail at Here Come the Sequels at gmail.com. You can find us online at Here Come the Sequels.blogspot.com. And you can find us on Twitter at HCT Sequels. Hey, I'm, I'm excited because in, in a long time, well, I'll, I'll be able to say Stay Rogue, everybody, to another movie that has Rogue in the title. Oh my god! Stay rogue, see, everybody. No, no. See, see. Now we have to do Mission Impossible because of Rogue Nation. Yeah, you're not wrong. See, like that. Uh, uh, uh. Sorry about that. <laughs>